<laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So great to see some folks that I haven't seen in a long time. Did someone leave some snacks up or are these from last night? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so I don't mean to be irreverent, especially after such a great uh, worship service, but I, I will say that uh, the young people, thank you to Mitch and to Rachel, and who led the young people last night in the service, and some of the young people are here this morning. Dominic looks a little bit different than he did last night. And I, I wish uh, Brendan was here. Brendan showed some skills um, in able to eat a pie and stay as clean as he can. <laughs> yeah, what about that? Yeah. And, well, he, he didn't like the flavor, so he didn't dive into it. as. <laughs> but we do have pictures. So parents, if you'd like those for bribery material, they're going to be available for a price. I'm just kidding. Now, and again, I don't mean to be irreverent. I just want to thank... Um, the young people that were here last night and enjoyed the fellowship and certainly Mitch and Rachel uh, for leading the young people. Amen? Amen? Amen. So God, here we are. As the young people were gathered last night and they had a good time, Lord, they had fun, but it was about the fellowship in your name. It was about being gathered in the name of Jesus. And so here we are now, Lord, um, young people, old people, and some in between, gathered in the name of Jesus. Lord, we love you. And we know that you love us. So Lord, thank you for hearing the songs that we sang to you. Thank you for inhabiting the praises of your people. Thank you for tarrying here with us. Lord, I ask that you would stay with us, Lord. That you would come near to us as we draw near to you. And Lord, speak to us this morning. Lord, it doesn't matter what I think that I've prepared. It only matters what you want me to say. So Lord, please... Have your way the rest of the time that we have together this morning, in Jesus' name. And Lord, while we're in this attitude of prayer, I want to give you thanks and praise for everything that you've done for us, for our family, for our church, for those who are our church family. Father, thank you for bringing those here today. But Father, as we approach this holiday, um, Father, many will be traveling. Father, there are still some among us who are sick in our bodies. Lord, you are the God of all. So you can grant traveling mercies to those who are traveling. Lord, you can, you can just heal and bind up those broken. Father, those that are broken in their bodies, but those who have broken emotions as well. Lord, you can heal spiritually all of those who are maybe suffering some confusion. Maybe they've been distracted. Lord, or maybe they're not in the Word like they used to be. And Father, you can heal all of that. So Lord, this morning, we stand in the gap for our brothers and sisters who are in need. Father, no matter what the need is, we know who the one is that we all need to go to. And that is you, Jesus. It's in your great name that I pray and believe and trust always. Amen? Amen. God bless you. I'm going to read... There's going to be some... um, uh, Again, I mean, those of us that have been in the Word a long time, um, you know, there's not a whole lot of stories and parables, if you will that we're not already familiar with. I'm going to be preaching and teaching today, Lord willing, out of uh, something that we're all familiar with, and maybe just combining, and certainly in our church, just combining some things that uh, maybe I didn't really look at before, but Holy Spirit has prompted me to look at now. So we're going to be in, uh, I'm going to begin in Matthew uh, chapter 25 and verse 14. This is uh, part of the parable series that Jesus spoke on. And you'll get very familiar with it as soon as we start. If you don't have your Bible or your electronic device, just we'll be here. 
In verse 14 it says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one one, each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them, and he made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But the one who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid the Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He who also had received two talents came and said, Lord, you've delivered to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you rule over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed, so you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him, give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Hallelujah. Lord, please add your blessing to all the readings of your word this morning. Amen. Amen. So as is our custom, we'll break this down just a little bit. Amen. So beginning back in verse 14, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants. I mean, there's certain little things in here that at different times, different seasons, and all of us have experience with this. We can read and, and be in, involved in the same scriptures and study, but it, maybe we're at a different time, we're at a different place, maybe we've matured spiritually and God is able to reveal different things to us. But just so I humor me there are some things that just absolutely jump out this time that maybe didn't jump out so much before he called his own servants these were people who were already indebted to him or people who were already in service to him he didn't he didn't have new ones these were already ones that knew him i think that's a little bit important amen as we go forward and delivered his goods to them and to one he gave five talents to the other two to the other one to each according to his own ability to each according to his own ability. Immediately went on a journey. Let me, let me, I want to start here. Obviously, when we look at this parable, we're to look at um, the Lord as our Lord and the servants as we who know our Lord. We are called to his service. Amen? But, but my brothers and sisters, each of us have our own talents and abilities. We each have our own abilities. Now, the talents in this particular story and, and those folks who were hearing this parable, and they knew what a talent was, is a, a, a weight of money, a weight of silver more specifically, right? So that's why, my brothers and sisters, but to us, it may be money. It may be some other gifting or some other thing that you have, 
that God has blessed you with. Now, in, the, in recent weeks, or uh, you know, not too far in the distant past, you know, uh, the Lord bring, brought us some messages, and we all had these different abilities and talents. But the fact of the matter is, God purposed in us before we were even. In our mother's wombs, God knew what we would be in existence. God said He knew you. I formed in, right? Come on, just, just stay with. I got. I'm, I'm about to get a little bit going. I'm trying to hold it back. Think, think. Okay, remember those messages. Okay, and remember, I just got to bring back. We've got some new people here. Maybe somebody new watching or listening. Remember, we use Peter and Paul as examples. Remember, Paul, who was a zealot for God, he thought he was doing God a favor. Amen became one of the mightiest disciples of Jesus Christ. Why? Because he took that same gift, that same anointing that he had, that wasn't an anointing from the Holy Spirit at first. It was just something in him to lead God and direct him. The same zealousness that he had for the Lord without the Spirit. He had the zealousness without the full knowledge and understanding of that word that he was studying. He was studying that word. He studied that. He went to the college of all colleges, the University of Universities. But he didn't go to HGU yet. Say it. Holy Ghost University, baby. That's, the way, that's where I graduated from. That's where some of you have graduated from. Some of you are attending right now. He, he hadn't gone to Holy HGU yet. So he needed to go to HGU. He went to Holy Ghost University, met Jesus, and the very purpose and plan that God had called him to that was now being fulfilled. The same zealousness that he had before was that same zealousness and dedication to the Lord, that same dogmatic kind of personality that he was before he went to HGU was the same gifts and callings and ability and emotion, everything that he had. But now, with his graduate degree from HDU, God was about to use him. Peter always the bold one, always the brash one, always the first one to speak up, always the one that wanted to be... Jesus, Peter, listen, when you've returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Come on. See, there was a... There was a see, now my brothers and sisters, you and I are the same. God knew you before you were in your mother's womb and He's given you some gifts and talents. He's giving you things He's blessed you with that, that, that you were supposed to be using for His... Supposed to be, that's the Dade City vernacular. Everybody from Dade City understood that. That you were... Listen, that you should be using, right, according to His purpose and plan, right? So now we all... I know we all heard that message before and some of us didn't need to hear it again, but some of us did. So now, when we know that in this parable he's using the gifts, uh, or the, I'm sorry, the talents represent a monetary value, this silver, this weight of silver. But my brothers and sisters, there are plenty, many people in this room, many watching, that are not, we don't have a whole a lot of money. But, there are other things that God has blessed you with, that God has given you, specifically to use for His glory. Amen? Amen. amen. Okay, you said amen. That means it's true, right? Okay, so, so remember that now. Going forward, it's not what I don't have. It's what He's already given me. Now we're going to jump ahead in verse 24 of Matthew 25. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. So now look, let's look at this. And I'm not trying to take great latitude here with the Scripture. But now if I'm thinking about this as the Lord in this story being my Lord, 
my Lord isn't a hard man, right? Think of where we've been over the last few weeks, where the messages have been taking us. And, and Jesus said, if there, those of you who are weary and heavy laden, come unto me, I'll give you rest. What is he saying? He's not hard. Right? Isn't, isn't that the truth? Isn't, isn't that what we read? Isn't that we study together? Come unto me, all you who labor and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Hallelujah. So, again, he had said to the one who received one child, he said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, and gathering where you had not scattered seed. Does that sound like someone who's very honest? Someone who is, uh, you know, very reputable, who has strong character? No. So he's insulting the Lord. Right? Maybe not, maybe not meaning to. Maybe it's, it's ignorance or, or what it is. No, what it is, it's, it's his status. It's his stature. And not really knowing the Lord. So when I look at this and I'm thinking, okay, how, was, how would this relate? My brothers and sisters, remember where we were not too long ago. Remember the rich young ruler. And remember that list. Keep that in mind. He looked at God as someone who you have to follow these, these do's and don'ts with. So it looks like maybe this one. And, and look what it says in verse 25 with me. And I was afraid. Now we know that that word fear, it, this is not talking about godly fear now. This is talking about, I was afraid. I, I, I was afraid if I made a mistake, I'm going to get whooped. If I made a mistake, you're going to throw me off, my land, off, off your land and I'm going to have to go find another job or you'll throw me in debtor's prison or, you, or whatever. Whatever the case may be. I was afraid. F- fear, that kind of fear, not godly fear, not reverence for the Lord, but the kind of fear that the enemy of your soul uses as a, as a strong weapon against us, that, that, is, that has nothing to do with God. It has, we don't have to fear the Lord in that way where He's sitting there waiting to push a button to pull and do not pass go, do not collect $200, just straight down. I'm just, gonna, I'm just looking for an excuse to jerk the rug out from underneath you. That is not our God. Evidently, this is what He thought His Master was about. Just looking for an excuse to go ahead and make something bad happen because you didn't perform exactly what I wanted to perform or you lost my money or you... Come on now. So instead of trying, instead of going out there and doing something to try and please the Master, to make the investment with, by the way, with what the Master had given him. Are you there? See, it's, it's the Master who is... See, I don't have the gifts and the talents that I have, which are many... See, I was hoping for at least one big, hearty amen from right back there, and I didn't get it. But no, whatever gifts and talents that we have, my brothers, my sisters, they're from God. To Him be the glory. It's for His. It's by His grace and for His glory. Amen? By His grace and for His glory. It's when I get that all messed up that, man, that, that's when I put myself in harm's way. And it's not Him, again, jerking the rug out from underneath me. It's not Him punishing me for it. No. It's got everything to do with me making a decision and then I have to live according to the results of my decision. Amen? Okay. So look now uh, in verse 26. But His Lord answered and said to Him, you wicked and lazy servant. You see that? 
That's telling there. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. But, is that, oh, thank you. Uh, look, you wicked and lazy servant. My brothers and sisters, I think in that, in that verbiage, in the way that's described, I mean, that describes so many in the church. Because, what do you mean? Maybe, maybe not wicked, but maybe you're just lazy. You know, it's easier to go ahead, I'm going to throw something in the box back there and let somebody else do it. Who? Who? If God has laid it on your heart, then it's up to you to do it. And thank God we have folks in this church right now who, like, like Mitch and Rachel, like Christina, like Eddie, like all of those who participate, like Deacon Steve, like all of those who participate, I, I thank you all very much. We have so many people in here, and if I haven't recognized you, please forgive me, but the fact of the matter is there's some of you that are serving so, so much outside of this church as well. And I appreciate that, but it doesn't matter what I appreciate. What matters is you're dealing with, listen, your Lord and your, and your Master, Right? With respect, with reverence, with reverential fear. Understanding that is, 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 is by His grace and for His glory. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so glad. But my brothers and sisters, unfortunately, there are those many in the church. See, I'm, I'm a pastor now. I'm not an evangelist. I'm speaking to the church. I'm speaking to the, my flock and maybe some who are my flock uh, via the internet. Or maybe not even, don't even feel like they're part of this church, but they just happen to be listening and they feel like they're part of the flock of God, God's church, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, amen. You're my brother, you're my sister, if Jesus Christ is your Lord. But now I'm speaking not as an evangelist. I'm speaking as a pastor, as a shepherd of a flock. My brothers, my sisters, my brothers, my sisters, we cannot be lazy. If God has gifted us and, tal- and gave us some talents for, for His use, for His purpose, for His plan, we've got to use them. And if we're not, my brothers and sisters, listen, I'm not saying he's going to punish you. I'm not saying that at all. But we can't hold it against him when things just don't seem to be happening the way I read in here. I'm living beneath. Man, it says that I'm blessed. It says that I have joy. It says that I have all of these things. But I don't have them. That's because you're not serving. You're because you're lazy. <laughs> I'm so glad some of you came and you haven't been here in a long time. I guess this might be... See you later. <laughs> That's why I haven't been coming. To, I'm sorry. I just have to tell the truth. But my brothers and sisters, this is the blessed... This is so great about our God. Because even if we've made a mistake, even if... Yeah, now, this is God telling you. It's not over. I still am with you. I'm still your father. I still love you. And I'm just giving you a little nudge right now. It's time to pick it up. This thing ain't over yet. Hallelujah. This thing ain't over yet. It's time to get going now. It's time to get... Hey, we may be in the bottom of the ninth, but the game ain't over yet. Hallelujah. We may be in the fourth quarter with a couple minutes. It's football season, right? But, man, but we got somebody better than Tom Brady playing quarterback. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 And I don't have to be the greatest wide receiver or the greatest running back. I don't have to be a superstar. I don't have to be the one that can dunk it from the foul line. I don't have to be that. 
I just have to be what He's called me to be. I have to use the gift and the talents that He's given me. Why? I know Him. I know that He loves me. I know that He's not austere. I know that He is not a hard man. I know that He's not looking to sow where He... I know that every place that He's reaping is because it's already been sown, baby. He's not taking what's not His. He's taking exactly what is His. By the way, He owns it all anyway. My brothers and sisters, He is a good God. He is a good God. Hallelujah. So I am not worried about, you know, He's going to jerk the rug out from underneath. It's not that. He's given me this. I've got to use it. Hallelujah. And I'm going to use it. Hallelujah. So now we're going to jump. Now remember I told you we're going to kind of you know, tie a couple of things together, I think. Holy Spirit, nudge me this way. So this is where we'll go. So now I'm going to jump to Luke chapter 15. Now in Luke chapter 15, we have the, uh, another parable. And this is the parable of the prodigal son. Right? The lost son. Okay? Now we, we know the thing. The, law, the, the younger son of the two says to the father, Hey, listen, I, I, I'm ba- basically I'm tired. I don't want to live like this. I want to live my own way. I want to do things my way. I don't want to live like this. So, and you're, it's going to t- you're taking too long to die. So let's just go ahead and split and, and let me go ahead and live my life. So the father says, okay, he does it. He gives the older son his, younger son his, younger son. And we know he goes and he lives this, this prodigal lifestyle, right? This unsaved, this unchecked lifestyle is what he lives. And we know what he does. He parties. He, you know, he's... Uh, He's, he's having all kind of wine, women, and fun and, and doing the thing that, you know, kind of like what the world's doing right now. And kind of like, listen, what not just young people, I want to address the young people, but not just young people. Come on. And so, listen now, from where I'm standing, all of you are young, except maybe a couple. <laughs> from where I'm standing, though, everybody is young to a degree, Right? But listen, this, this, this is happening to all kind of age groups. All kind of age groups. We're just living a lifestyle that it's all about what feels good to me right here, right now. Satisfying the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. Same old thing that happened in the garden is the same old thing that's happening now. Right? So that's what this prodigal son did. I don't want to live like you want me to live. I don't want to do what you want me to do. I don't want to live your lifestyle. I want to live my lifestyle. I want to have some fun. I've got some things I need to do. Right? Okay. Well, well, we know what happens. He goes and he does this. And what he finds out is that that lifestyle, (laughs) it's not all that it's cracked up to be. You know, once you start running out of money, you do have to work or you do have to kind of have a stream of income or there has to be something else. Other, See, because once you use all of that up, you'll find out that those good time buddies, partners, and associates that you had, they're not going to be that many. Amen. 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 And then it's you. And then you're starting to look at what those hogs are eating and you're saying, hmm. My belly needs something. Then that starts looking good to you. Let me say something, okay? I'm going to just let it rip. See, here's part of the problem that we have, my brothers and sisters. We, it starts with a compromise. There's God, we know what God's standard is, 
And so now uh, the lust of our flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is leading us in another direction. So we maybe just make a little bit of a compromise here or there. And once we start doing that, it gets just a little bit easier. And God is not standing there with a hammer waiting to bop you. I've already said that about three different ways. God is not standing there waiting to bop you on the head with a hammer because you've sinned against Him and now He's all offended. No, it's not that. You start drifting and you start doing some things. But then here, look what happens. As a result of his lifestyle and as a result of some of the things that he went through, now all of a sudden, let's, let's just say it this way. When he was with the father, do you think he ever thought about jumping in a hog pen and eating with the hogs? No. Why? His standards were much different then. Things were much different then. Now listen, I'm not standing here trying to say to you, spiritually speaking, that all of us, if we're following God, we're having filet and mignon every night, or we're having lobster tails every night. We're living high, 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 and we're having all the best of everything all the time. No. But here's what I will say, spiritually. You will have the best of everything all the time. Why? You'll have Him. Right? And see, that's the thing. We've decided that Him... I'm saying this to somebody. I, I, I didn't plan on this. We've decided a long time ago, some of us, that just Him is not enough. We need Him plus... Or Him plus that. Or, listen, if I have Him, then like the rich young ruler, like they did back then. Like, like, remember what the apostle said when the rich young ruler, he, he, he couldn't be saved. And Jesus said how hard it was for uh, rich to be saved. And they were taken back. Then who could be saved? Remember, because their thought was the rich were being blessed by God. Right? So if they're not saved, who can be saved? Listen, it doesn't work that way. Your blessings are spiritual blessings. Amen? Your blessings are love, joy, peace, patience. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, my sister. You see that? Those are your benefits. So that means, look, I can have peace and joy right in the middle of going through a very bad circumstance. That's important to me because, listen, I say the same things all the time and then I get criticized for it, but I can't help it. Listen, Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Okay, so what is okay? So I'm gonna now. I got to jump on that. I'm sorry, I, Lord, help me. Now I got to jump on that. In this world, you're gonna have trouble. Be a good cheer. Yeah, because the things that listen, I've already overcome the world. I've already showed you that even in the middle of bad circumstances, the relationship that I displayed, that I had with the Father, I can go to Him. I can be strengthened. Even when even when they were crucifying me, if I w- didn't want that to happen, I could have stopped it. Didn't He say that? I can call a legion of angels down here right now if I want to. Why? But well, watch, watch this. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit is pumping me up right now. But for the joy. What? Yeah, even in the middle of all of that, for the joy that was set before him, he endured. Why? Because in the middle of that, he was looking at the joy. In the middle of that, there was joy. Hallelujah. Man, I want that. I want that. I got a bad report from the doctor. Well, my doctor is Jesus. If Jesus wants to heal me, heal me. If He wants to call me home, hallelujah. Either way, I win. Hallelujah. So I can have joy. Yeah, Tony, it's easy for you to say you haven't gotten a bad report from the doctor. How do you know what I got? Hallelujah. God is good. And even in the middle of all of this 
nonsense and all of this bickering and all of this upheaval and, and the world is upside down now. And all, even in the middle of all this, we can have peace. Shalom. We can know that, listen, what, it, it can only touch us what God wants to touch us with. That's it. Yeah, I said that. And if it's not good, if it's a challenge, if it's, that means he's, he's growing me up. That means He's making my faith get a little bit better, a little bit brighter. It's begin, becoming a little bit more pure. So if you're going through the middle of something right now, maybe you need to get on your face and, and ask God, hey, if I've sinned before you, reveal it to me. Or maybe you just need to say, God, forgive me for trying to do it on my own. Let me go ahead and redirect my faith and my trust. Let me redirect where I'm putting my trust. I'm going to stop doing it my way. I'm going to stop trusting in my own ability, which, by the way, you gave me. I'm, not, I'm going to stop trusting in that alone, and I'm, going to, and I'm going to lay it back at your feet. And I'm just going to let you do it. I'm, direct me, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Does it work that way? Yes, it works that way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well... He came to himself and he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Okay, well, you know, what would you expect? He's starving. Now he's got to... No. Listen, listen to this now. Listen, he, if you don't hear anything else today, hear this. He came to himself, and when he came to himself, he remembered the character of his father. He remembered the character of his father. He, listen, he had enough, he knew enough about his father that he, if I go and humble, I'm going to go and humble myself. I'm going to go before my father. I'm going to confess before him, and I'm going to let happen happen. He had enough confidence in the character of his father. How did he know that? His father, he saw his father live his life out before him. He saw the, he saw the character of his father on display. My brothers and my sisters, even if you're not a brother or a sister right now, let me be the one to tell you then, if you don't already know this, God your father has shown how he feels about you. He took a body and he was, allowed himself to be beat, just beat beyond recognition, and get up on a cross. That's how he has displayed, that's how he has shown what he thinks about you, how he cares for you. So it doesn't matter what you've done, where you are, God loves you, and just go and meet him at the cross, and that's all under the blood of Jesus. Amen? you got to repent. you got to go there knowing. you got to go there and trust that character. How do I? Yeah, if God, was a, if God loved you so much that he was willing to do that for you, then you could trust his character and bring all of your baggage to the foot of that cross and trust that he will put it under the blood and then call you his own from that point forward. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We serve a good God, full of grace. Amen? And, and, and it's all for his glory. And I have no problem with that. Amen? All right, hallelujah. So now, so now the, the, we know what the, the, the father is actually looking, waiting. And he doesn't even have to make it all the way to the house. The father runs down there. And I can picture that. Meets him down the road. And he, he restores everything that he's full benefits of being his son. Full benefit. Ring on his finger. Roll. Now we're going to have a party. Let's kill the fatted calf. Right? So now the party is going on. And uh, the, the older brother doesn't show up. He asks one of the servants. And now he finds out what's going on. So th- he's angry. 
So, so let me read to you now from 28, 15, 28. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore, his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time, and yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as these sons of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed a fatted calf for him. My brothers and sisters, does this sound like a servant who understands the character. No, this sounds more like the lazy, the wicked servant to me. This sounds like someone who doesn't understand the character of the one who has rule over them. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't know the character of the true and living God. And it also looks like it's somebody who has their eyes on this world. It also makes me, when I thought of this again, I thought back to the, the rich young ruler. Remember, he had his list. What must I do to have eternal life? Well, you know the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not kill. You shall... All these things I've done. He had his list and he was checking off his list. So the older son sounds that same way to me. Doesn't he? I've, I've served you all these years. I've done this. I've done that for you. I've done all these things. I was very careful to do all these things for you. Because I love you? Because I understand your character? No. Because I'm expecting some good things out of this. How do I know that? Well, you ne- look, I'm looking at what you're doing out there. I'm looking and I'm seeing I didn't even have a I didn't have any parties with my friends. Is that the goal? Does that is anybody hearing that? Is that the goal? Is the goal whatever we can amass, whatever listen, whatever notoriety we can have, whatever pleasures we can have, whatever whatever we can experience in the natural? No. No. The goal is, by His grace, glorify Him. Whatever that looks like. Boy, it's a little quiet right now. What happened? You were saying amen a little while ago. What happened? No, isn't that so? So here you're seeing someone who doesn't understand and maybe really doesn't have a real, a true, loving relationship with the Father. And so they're doing these things and they're serving, but they're serving because of what they can get out of it. Right? So it took the, look, it, it took the younger son, the younger son was just more bold and open about it. I want my things, I want to do it my way, I want to live like I want to live. I want to have some stuff. So, you know, let's go, divide it, let me go, let me have my stuff. Man, I, I'm years back when we were in the other church, I mean, I, 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 it almost made me cry, but I had maybe one or two people say this one night in a Bible study. Maybe you were there, but in a Bible study. Now, I want to get mine. You, re, you remember that? I want to get mine. They're serving, they, I mean, they literally said that. I want to get mine. Get your what? They were talking about their stuff, their blessings. Okay, so, so, okay, so, so, so now you're under my teaching and that's what you're getting? God, forgive me. You want, you want to get yours? Okay, here's what you deserve. You deserve hell. Is that what you want? No. Of course not. Of course not. But I want all of this stuff that says what I'm entitled to. Hmm. You know what? You've got to read the Scripture and study the Scripture in its entirety, don't you? Don't you? Seek ye first! the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all of the stuff will be added unto you. Is that right? Yes. 
Isn't that what it says in there? My brother. See, it, it's, not, it's not hard. It's not, it's not hard. And see, so then we go ahead and, again, then some of us who maybe, you know, kind of want to have the best of both worlds in our minds, so we think, well, I'm going to go ahead again and I'm going I'm to do this for a little while and I'm going to go to church, but there's some things, you know, that God doesn't mind if I do this or God. First, the kingdom of God and His righteousness, being right standing with Him always. Hallelujah. Look at how the father responds in verse 31. He said to him, Son, you're always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. See, God is about souls. God is about eternity, isn't he? And this is what this is this speaks volumes to me. It doesn't listen. Yes, is God gonna bless us? Remember where we were studying too? That remember what Peter said, we gave up everything for you. Okay, and Jesus said, Listen, there's not anyone who has not given up mother, father, sister, brother, who will not receive a hundredfold in this life. Isn't that what he's come on, somebody back me up. In this life and in the life to come, right? Okay, so remember remember the explanation there. I, I really do do truly believe that in this room I have a lot of spiritual mothers. I have one mother who gave birth to me. She couldn't be with us today. She's feeling a little ill. Keep her in your prayers. But I have a lot of spiritual mothers. There are, yes, there are some of you in here who are old enough to be my mother. I'm going to speak this way. So. <laughs> but, no, but, but in all honesty and sincerity of heart, there are more of you who can look up to me as a, 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 a spiritual father. I'm not your father. But but someone who is, is helping you as it relates to spiritual growth, right? That's what your pastor does, to help you with spiritual growth and understanding, right? And so how many sons? Remember I said to you when we, we preached this a couple weeks ago, you know, there was one son that I have by birth, Anthony, and then I have Mitchell, now is, is my son, my son-in-law, but he's, he's, my, he's my son. Dominic, my, my, he's my blood grandson. But I, look it up, I, I've known Sirius since Sirius has been uh, just about knee-high, a little bit higher than knee-high. But, but listen... Now I'm up to his knee, but no, but, but listen, I've known these young people for a long time. Now I have a bunch of spon- sons, spiritual sons, right? I have, I have brothers. Man, Eddie's my brother. Eddie and I have known each other for so long, and Eddie's been kind of a, a, you know, a mainstay in the church. Steve, Steve and I have known each other less than me and Eddie, but Steve is just a, a tight brother with me. Listen, look, at my, look, look at my brother. What's your name again? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Luke. My, look at my brother Luke. Right? We've, we haven't known each other very long, but we serve the same father, and now I have someone else I know I could have. So what is this all about? What does this mean? I look at my sister, Anita, who I haven't seen in a long time. Praise the Lord. See, look at my sisters. Look at my young sisters right here. They're going to be praying for me. I know that if, some, if I'm in need of something, that's more valuable to me than, you know, going to some doctor. You know what? Let me just tell you something. I'm, I'm getting sick and tired of doctors. And if you're a doctor, don't write me any letters. But I mean, I'm really, I, I have some people who are, are very close to me and who I love who are being told some stuff that's just absolutely, and, and is not caring. I told you before, I mean, I, I was told when I had the COVID not too long ago, the doctor wouldn't see me because I hadn't seen him in such a long time. Okay, so it's okay for me to die just because I hadn't seen you in a long time. I, I knew I wasn't going to die. No, let me take that back. That was a false statement. There was a point in time in there when I was coughing up blood that I thought, maybe I will die. But watch. I didn't tell Michelle, I told you this, I didn't tell Michelle when that was happening because I know what she would do. 
So listen, watch. I said, God, if you're going to heal me, then please, do, God bless you. If you're going to heal me, please do it quick. If you're going to take me home, do that quick too. Either way, let's get this over with. Now listen, I'm, I'm not trying to say and stand up here, you know, all brave and, you know, hey, look what I did. No, but to be honest with you, when I started doing that, I, saw, I said, well, maybe I should see a doctor. And I knew that there were some of these therapeutics that they were using. I thought, well, maybe I should do that. And they were just so ugly about it that I said, the heck with it. <laughs> really? Forget them. God, I'm trusting you. Take me or heal me. Either way, let's get on with this. <laughs> But my brothers and sisters, so I'm not saying that it, you, you shouldn't go to the doctor. Please don't. don't. But, but, but we're going to trust them? And not God? I'm going to trust God with everything that I am. My physical body. See, so even in the middle of a circumstance like that where you get a bad report or something is, you know what? That's not the end. It's not over. It's only over when God declares that it's time for you to go up there and be with Him. Period. That's it. And until, listen, oh, you're not going to like this part though. You're not going to like, I'm going to back up here. Don't, don't, don't nobody shoot me. Listen, but until that happens, you're without excuse. You're supposed to be using the gifts, the talents that God has given you by His grace for His glory. Amen? All right. You agreed. You said amen. Steve said it twice. Okay, there's a couple more scriptures that I wrote down that got me stirred up a little bit. I'm going to share them with you, but man, hallelujah. Hmm. Let me pause here for a minute. Is this ministering to anybody? Don't, don't give me the answer you think I want to hear. Is this ministering, right? Ask Holy Spirit what He wants you to learn from this. My prayer and hope is that before you walk out those doors, that Holy Spirit is going to drop a nugget on you and it's going to be able, it's going to just, look it, it's going to change you now. Everything's going to be different. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to go right now to 2 Corinthians in chapter 8. And I'll give you context after I read this a little bit. In verse 9 it says, You know that the generous grace of, see that? Generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. Here's my advice. It would be good for you to finish what you started a year ago. Last year you were first who wanted to give, and you were the first to begin doing it. Now you should finish what you started. Let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched now by your giving. Give in proportion to what you have. Whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly. And give according to what you have. Not what you don't have. Did you, did you hear it? Now let me give just a little bit of context. Now the church of Corinth, Corinth in general was a rich area. Uh, they had a lot of finances. They had, uh, you know, they were, it was good. It was a hub of business and so on and so forth. And so what they had done is they started off helping the poor churches. And then prior to this, Paul shows them or talks to them about what the church of Macedonia is doing, a poor church, but they're giving. 
and they're helping out the poor churches. The church of Macedonia being a poor church themselves, they're giving out of what they have. And they're taking care of some of these other churches. And so now, in context, so that's why... It's, but, but I want to point out, now knowing that, so that you don't think that I'm stretching this thing sideways or taking great liberty with the Scripture, but he's saying, look, the generous grace of our Lord Jesus, he, though He was rich, He became poor so that we could be rich. Say, I want mine, Tony. I want mine. You got it. But here's the problem. What you're looking for is the wrong thing. See, not all of you. Some of you think, and you bought into that, you know, if I'm serving God, I'm going to have a lot. A lot of what? See, it's the what that matters. We look at it in the sense, many of us look at it, let me correct myself, many of us look at it in the sense of, again, that like they did back then, is that, man, if you're being blessed by God, you're serving God. You know, that's... No. No. Listen, do you understand that um, the poor people, the poverty level, level in this country exceeds the wealth of four-fifths of the globe? So in other words, you could be below the poverty level, at the poverty level in this country, and you're still more rich than four-fifths of the people in this world. Do you believe that? It's true. So that's, you know, that's perspective. That's perspective. Material possessions and wealth and some of the things that we prize so greatly, perspective. Right? What does God prize? What is God looking at? You know? How are you using what He has given you? And not, listen, not to make money with, not to gain fame. Fame comes from men. No. And if they give it to you, they could take it away. Right? Status here on earth, that if it's status given to you by men, they could take it away. No. When I glorify God, that's the thing that I value. That's the thing that He's looking for, to use whatever it is that He has given you to glorify Him. Amen? And when you're in the middle of that, listen, when you're in the middle of that, that's where you then receive all of these things that, he's, that He has for you. Listen, let me, there's some people that I know and some people that you've known that have a lot of money, but miserable. A lot of people who have houses and cars and, and, you know, and things let, let me go back to the older brother. And let me go back to the father. Everything that I have is yours. He's talking about now material things. Everything that I have is already yours. So the brother, without really... Listen to me now. The brother was living below what his standard was. He was working toward another standard. He had everything. But in his mind and in his heart, he's working toward something else. He already has it. So how many of us in the Lord do the same thing? Right? We're working for joy and happiness and all this. And we're working uh, uh, to get these things in the material world that we think are going to get us there. Only to find out when we get there, it's not what it was all cracked up to be. Or when we get there, there's a whole new set of problems. Come on. Come on. When my, when my children were babies... And they were getting ear infections and throat infections and getting sick all the time. I couldn't wait for them to grow up. 
Then they became teenagers. <laughs> I wish they were babies. Or get out. I mean, I'm kidding. And now they're in their 30s, almost 40. Whole new set of circles. Now, you understand what I'm saying. Uh, and, and, then, and then, please, forgive me. I'm not trying to make fun, but at the same time, you know, it, there's, these are real-life situations. These are things that we absolutely experience and go through. And we know that when we get there, there's a whole other set of circumstances. So, you know, I'm looking at the, the, the older brother of the prodigal. You know, he, he, he was experiencing some benefits or he's in it and he's looking at the Father and at the riches of the Father, at the benefits of the Father, but he's not looking at the character and what that brings. When the Father sees the Son, the younger Son, he's overjoyed. He doesn't say, oh, now you come back after spending all the money. No! His character is, my Son was dead and now he's alive. Isn't that much more precious then, oh yeah, now after he goes and spends it on all the harlots and all this other stuff, and now he's mad. See, look, there's bitterness and poison in the older son, isn't there? Because he doesn't get it. He doesn't, he, he's, not, he's not close enough to the father. He hasn't seen the father and what really caused that father to be so successful, to have the things that he has, to be who he is. He, has, he doesn't see that. He sees the stuff, but doesn't see the character, doesn't see the spirit behind the stuff. Are you there? Yeah. Hallelujah. So look, finish. Finish what you started. Isn't that what Paul says to the Corinthians? He's saying, listen, you were so eager to do this before. Remember when you were first became born again? And remember how much zest and zeal that you had for the Lord? Remember when you were part of the youth groups? Remember when we went on those trips? When we went on those things, man? All of that fun. Come on! That's still here! It's still here! Now, for those of you who are older, you can't join a youth group. But, there are other things. God has given us other things. Look at the fellowship that we have. Man, look at some of the time. Oh, come on. I was weak. So, so my brother said, so you see, this, this, is what is it? this is about love. This is about relationship. This is, I don't care how much money you have. You don't care how much money I have. Listen, if we're doing this right, it does, it's not going to matter. We're all going to have what we need one way or another. Amen. Amen. Isn't that, it's, either it's true or it's not. And if it's not true, we're all wasting our time. Let's go to the Bucks game. Uh-huh. Right? I'm not trying to be, a, I'm, listen, I am not trying to be just totally flippant about this thing. It's true, and if it's true, we need to go after it. We need to be just as eager, just as energetic as we were when we started. Isn't that right? Let me go back to Second Corinthians now, but I'm going to jump to chapter 9, just give you two verses. We're almost done. Hang on. <clears throat> Verse 7. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all what? Grace. He's able to make all grace abound toward you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for what? Every good work. Watch. Tony is not asking for you to drop something in the boxes. We don't pass the plate here. That's between you and God. You put it in the back. And you can probably count the, t- the number of times in 20 years that I've preached about tithing on maybe one hand, at, I know, less than two. So this, if you think that this is my way of trying to get you to put money in the box, 
No. You're not hearing the Word of God. You're not hearing Holy Spirit. No. Because it's not about your money. It's about the things that God has already given you. It's the things that God has blessed you with. If God has blessed you with money and you're able to give, great. Give it, listen, eagerly, not grow. Oh man, if I don't do this. Or listen, I'm going to give this and I'm going to check the box. If you do that, don't give. Don't. Because it's not going to do you any good. And here's what's going to happen. After you do that a few times, you check the box a few times, and things aren't going your way, you're going to get mad at me, find another church, or you're going to get mad at God. Tell me that I'm wrong. See, that's the way it is, because we're humans. Right? Come on. is, Is this a hard message? I think it's a great message. God is blessing the heck out of me right now. Hallelujah. So, so watch. Watch. So look, it's, if it's money, great. If it's not, whatever it is. I know, there are people, my kids are talented. I mean, Rachel, I mean, she's doing something. My son is probably one of the top five smartest people I've met. Mitch is included in that too. I mean, we've got talented people in this room. But my brothers and sisters, it doesn't matter what talent, what gift, what ability that God has given us. If we're not using it for Him, it's wasted. We've got to glorify God. Man, I know that there are people in this room who can cook. I mean, flat out cook. And not just greens either, right? There are people, my wife can cook. When we got married, she, she didn't cook very good or she didn't have a lot of practice, I should say it that way better. But then I could eat anything, so it didn't matter. If she didn't, if I, you know, I eat a little bit at supper, then I'd eat a half a gallon of ice cream before I went to bed. Am I lying? Used to drive her nuts. But I, I do that. But now, my metabolism is... So all of a sudden, she's a great cook, and I can't eat it all because, woo! Listen, again, not trying to be flippant, but what I'm saying, can God use that? Yes, God can use that. Absolutely God can use that. Can God use that? Absolutely. Oh, when we have the covered dish, it's going to be the best covered dish. We're going to, we're going to attract people. Someone may never come back. They're just coming to eat. But that's okay. They're still going to hear a word and they're going to have to be responsible for that word that they hear. Amen? Amen. But here's the other thing. Maybe you cook at your house and you cook a little extra. Right? Don't put Reynolds wrap on it. Go to the neighbor. See, we're going to have Thanksgiving and we're all going to gorge ourselves. We're going to have, and there's going to be leftovers. And there's going to be this, there's going to be that. But isn't it nice on a Thanksgiving? You guys have been so faithful. We have Thanksgiving meals that we're giving out. We're taking to Restored Hope. I had another brother call me yesterday who we, I have a, a business relationship in the past who happens to be a born-again Christian. He called me and he says, hey, look, we have a lot of extra meals that we've collected. Do you want any? I said, sure, we can use them. I know we can find people to give them to. So if you, have, if you know somebody or you yourself, make sure you don't leave here without getting food. We've got some food. It's in the kitchen and I'm going to give some away at work. And, and if you know somebody, please... Please don't leave here. Grab the bag and give it to somebody. See, that's what this is. That's part of the talents and the and the abilities and the blessings that God has given us. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. It's going to be that we're meeting from some physical needs, whether we can cook or whether we can't. Or maybe it's just this. God has, has blessed me with an ability to sing, so I'm going to sing. God hasn't blessed me with ability to sing, like most of you know. Stop laughing at me. Yeah, like some of you know, right? I'll sing. I'm, you're going to make me sing. But, but I'm going to say, I'm going to share this with you, and it's not, I had a, a, a person that worked for me a long time ago, and when we stopped working together, he uh, had uh, lung cancer really bad, and so uh, we met a couple of times, and, you know, I try to lead him to the Lord and, and pray with him and all that, 
but uh, it was a few years back. I'm not sure how many. Um, I got a phone call from his wife, and I really never talked to her much on the phone at all, but she called me, and she said, Tony, she said, you know, he was at this point really bad. He was in bad shape. He was in a bad way. She said, Tony, she said, I've called hospice, and they haven't come. He's, he's really bad and, and all this other stuff. I said, okay, I'll be right there. So I drove and, and sat with him, and he's in and out of consciousness, mostly unconscious. And I, you know what? I'm praying, but I, I, I don't even know whether he's hearing me or not. But I'm going to tell you, I just started singing. I just started singing and worshiping the Lord. That's all I knew to do. I, I didn't know what to do. I'm praying for him. He's, he, he, I don't even know if he really knows that I'm there. And I'm singing and I'm praying. His eyes opened up. I'm singing and I'm praising and praying the, to the Lord. And I'm hoping that somehow, some way, in his unconsciousness, as far as I was concerned, him and the Lord were having some kind of fellowship. Amen? So then she said, oh, thank you. Then, uh, you know, oh, thank you, Tony. I appreciate that. I feel better, blah, blah, blah. They said they're on their way. She was on the phone. They said they're on their way. They'll be here anytime. I said, okay, thanks. So I left. And so I, I went, and me and Michelle and our kids, uh, some of our kids, we were out eating, and some, she calls me again. Tony, I lost them, and they're not here. I said, okay, I'll be right there. So I go there. By the time I got there, the woman from hospice was just, had just gotten there. And they had, you know, started the pro- cleaning him up and, and all that. And, and um, Kevin's wife was, you know, obviously choked up and, and, and crying a little bit and all that. But she was very... It, it just took me back because she was telling the lady from hospice, man, I'm so glad that Tony got to talk to him before he died. I don't know what she was expecting, but, you know, that Tony got to talk to him before he died. And Tony was even singing to him. Tony was singing. So, you know what my hope is, my brothers and sisters? Yeah, my hope is that Kevin, he had um, fellowship with God. Even though I couldn't see it, God could see it. But here's the other thing. Kevin's wife. She was strengthened and comforted in that moment from a guy who can't sing. Right? And, and so now, whatever happens, hallelujah, praise the Lord. I, I didn't know what to do, but I just did what the Holy Spirit led me to do in that moment. And the same Holy Spirit that ministers to me is the same one that ministers to and through you. Amen. Right? So don't, listen, don't worry about what you don't have, what you do have. Don't worry about the money and all of the material things. God has blessed you with something. It's inside of you, and it's just waiting to come out. Okay, Tony, you know, l- let, me, let me just... I've got to read this last scripture to you. Can, can I please? All right. It's First Peter chapter 4, all right? But the end of all things is at hand. He said that about 2,000 years ago. How close you think we are now? The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. See, number one, there's how it starts. Be serious and watchful in your prayers. That doesn't mean you have to pray in the King James. Be, oh, I'm serious. Oh, uh, thou father art. No. It doesn't mean that. No, be intentional. Be, be, don't just pay half attention to it. Be very intentional. Be very... Listen. Come on. Stay with me a little longer. I say I was afraid if I went a little longer, I'd lose some of you. Stay with me a little longer. Okay? Just a little bit. Be very intentional. Don't just be lackadaisical about your prayers. And be watchful. When you're praying, watch. Be watching the things, that, what, are, what things are going on around you. Number one, you know what to pray for. Right? 
and you'll see, listen, the schemes of the devil, but you'll see what the needs are. Right? So be watchful. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. See, that's the key, my brothers and sisters. For love will cover a multitude of sins. That means, listen, as long as I show my, a bunch of you a lot of love, that means my, I get away with my sin. No. My love for you covers your sin against me or against the next person or the, or the person after that. My love for you. Because I'm willing to go ahead and despite, listen, just like the character of the God who loves us all, just like that one, if I'm willing to love you even though you've done me wrong or done someone else wrong or you sinned against God, but I'm willing to love you, to extend grace and to extend mercy toward you, now you have a shot. I might be the one or you might be the one that goes to that person who is feeling bad about that sin and has no, listen, thinks that it's all over, but you might be that one that speaks to them that day. You might be the one that shows them love, shows them the love of God, and they remember the God who loves them. And they're willing to go back to Him and repent. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God be the glory. Amen? Watch, watch, we're not done yet. Verse 9, be hospitable to one another without grumbling. Don't do it because i got to do it. Don't do it. I'd rather you not. Amen? No. I'm so blessed because I have people in my life in this room and people in my family, extended family, that would help me at the drop of a hat. Amen? But, but that's because of love and that's because of grace. That's because of what God has put in your heart. Amen? As, as, listen, as each one has received a gift, as each one has received a, each one who? Each believer. Amen. As each one has, has received a gift, minister it to one another. That means serve one another with it. Amen? As good stewards of the manifold grace of God. His grace. Right? Amen. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. Did you hear that? That in all things, God may be glorified through Christ Jesus. His grace, by His grace, for His glory. Amen? Hallelujah. So look, no matter where you are, no matter where you've been, you could be on the mountain high or you could be somewhere uh, in the valley low or somewhere in between. It doesn't matter. Right now, in this moment, if the Holy Spirit has ministered to you, man, stand to your feet. Hallelujah. The praise team can come. I'm not sure what song we're singing, but I want to ask you, listen, if you know that you know that you know Holy Spirit has ministered to you, let's pray together. Come on down here. Don't worry about what anybody thinks. Let's do, listen, let's do what the Scripture has told us to do. Let's come down here. Let's pray for one another. Let's love on each other. I'm not asking you to come over and slobber all over each other. That's not what I'm asking you to do. I'm not. I really am not. But yeah, make the move forward in, in an act of faith. Go ahead, Tony. You can start playing. But make, make the move forward in an act of faith. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Amen? Amen? To God be the glory. Thank to you, God Jesus. be the glory. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Hey.
Stretch your hand toward these up front. Thank you, Jesus. If you're up front, place